It's time to find out the stories behind the stories. Welcome to Nick Ferguson's Secondary Perspective. Get ready for some amazing guests, along with Nick's own expertise and insight behind some of today's top news in sports. The where, why, and how. Now, here's your host, Nick Ferguson. You know what? <laughs> Every time I hear that song, it's so inspiring. And it's uh, today is Thursday. This is Secondary Perspective. I'm Nick Ferguson, and he's Mario Patanzi. Mario, what I was going to say is every time I hear that song, I get a little inspired. I think that song needs to be played in the NFL and the NBA. And today, later on on the show, we'll tell you why. But uh, there's some very interesting topics to get into. I mean, we, we're talking horse racing. We're talking NBA playoffs, and we're talking NFL. Uh, oh, also, be sure to stay tuned for at the bottom of the hour, we're going to be talking about summer blockbusters because it is Thursday, Memorial Day weekend. Everyone wants to get out and have some fun. So without further ado, let's get right in it. Now, uh, Mario, I don't know if you got a chance to uh, watch the basketball game last night between the Spurs and the OKC Ooh. Thunder. Right, which was 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 end up being somewhat of a dog of, of a game because OKC got blown out. But the biggest part of the show wasn't what took place on the court; it was what happened after the game. So, for those who don't know, of course, you know the NBA playoffs are, are here. But the biggest rival seems to be Charles Barkley and the San Antonio fans because. He said some things about the women of San Antonio saying as though these women or Weight Watchers would rack up. I mean, they would rack up if they were down in San Antonio. And I was like, whoa, Chuck. You ain't lying, wait- though. Yeah, I mean, but wait a minute now, Mario. He did Weight Watchers himself, and he wasn't the most physically fit guy. So to go out and ridicule someone else and then attack, not just a fan base, but their women. And we all know as men, the last thing you would tolerate from another person, especially another man, is to have your woman, your women, attacked. And he said, he said this. He said, as he's talking to Danny Granger, and he couldn't even get out the words because while Ernie's trying to navigate the show, you had all these fans screaming, "Chuck, you suck!" Right? And then Chuck it's said, so easy "Because it it rhymes with his name. That's not very <laughs> inventive." Well, it might not have been very inventive. But I'll tell you what, it did get his attention because they couldn't even interview uh, Danny Green, who had a sensational game from uh, shooting outside the arc. But he was supposed to be the focus of the interview. But it turned to Chuck and his commentary between he and the fan and what's going on in San Antonio. And he said something uh, about the fact that it's OK if people want to say what they need to say. But long as they don't come in his face, because if they were to come in his face, I would beat their ass. And I was like, Whoa. <laughs> I, was, I was like, I was like, wait, 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 hold on, Chuck. How, how did it get escalate to, to this point? Now, I'll say this. I like Chuck. I tune into uh, uh, NBA on TNT to see. I mean, 
Shaquille O'Neal is there, but we we know we know we know why Shaq is there. Uh, Kobe passed me the ball. We know why he's there, <laughs> you know. But 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 Chuck is the show. Chuck can have a show of his own, and he's really outgoing, and he really doesn't have a filter. It's like Chuck is on real talk all the time. All the he time. can't turn it off. Yeah, and he can't turn it off. But he he was that type of player when he played uh, for Arizona for uh, for, for Phoenix. Philadelphia Phoenix. Excuse me. Yeah. And uh, and his career, even when he was in, in college, but you just can't turn that off. But for me, what I would say to Chuck is, okay, I, I understand being very outspoken, but it reaches a point where we go a, a tad bit too far, and I don't think they're going to, uh, you know, fire Chuck. But I, I don't know what, what what are your thoughts? I mean, is he going too far, or he's staying right in his ballpark, and and, and this is being accepted by the fans and the network. Here's, here's the thing, Nick, and something that I wanted to bring up. He, and when I said he's not wrong, he's not. San Antonio is, according to Men's Health, the seventh fattest city in America. Their obesity rate, Nick, is 28.5%. That means that when you go to San Antonio, more than a quarter of the people you see down there are obese. Not fat, not chubby, not husky obese to the point where it is a clinical problem so do i have a problem with what chuck was saying no you know why he was on weight watchers as you mentioned he lost some weight that's his job now man he's come he's constantly marketing so if they're getting a little bit of headway any press is good press bad press press is still good press and let me say this nick just for the hey just for the record aurora my hometown where i'm coming from right now 10th healthiest according to men's health denver colorado also my home the ninth healthiest city in america that's all i'm gonna say on that well, well I, I'll, I'll say this before we get to our, our guest who's holding uh mario yes his idea was to promote weight watchers his comments i don't think he promoted weight watchers and just kind of being a spokesperson for weight watchers i just think he overstepped his boundaries I mean, there's other well, ways. That, did. It's Charles Barkley. I mean, but He's, come on. Like you said, man, real talk all the time. <laughs> you want to listen to Charles Barkley? Turn the damn TV off. You're not going to change it, Mario. Come on. He's too accomplished. He's lost too much money. And made you it all. You have to admit. You have to admit. Yes, there, there's certain ways to do things. And there, there, there's do's and do nots. And to me, being a spokesperson for Weight Watchers, I just think that he could have done it in an entirely different way because what he's done is he, he, wait a minute. He just, he, he just isolated uh, an entire group of fans. Potential Weight Watcher may be uh, individuals who may apply and decide to go on Weight Watchers. Now they're saying, well, listen, I don't want to be a part of Weight Watchers because Charles Barkley is a part of Weight Watchers. If this is your spokesperson and this is the campaign that you're trying to push across, I want nothing to do. I'm going over to Jenny Craig. That's millions of dollars lost. Because of Chuck. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> okay. That's all I'm saying. But holding on to the line, we have Ralph Brown, NFL player of 10 years. You can catch him on KLKN, ABC Channel 8 in Lincoln, Nebraska, covering the Cornhuskers, his famed Cornhuskers. And also, Ralph uh, has done something neither Mario or I have uh, achieved, and that's appearing not one, but two. Super Bowl's Ralph, welcome to the program. How do you know I haven't, Nick? I know you haven't, Mario. <laughs> I know you haven't. Ralph, welcome to the program. Uh, thanks for having me, man. How's it going? 
it is going well, uh, uh, Ralph. You know, let me jump right into it. Earlier this week, uh, there was a, an interview that Jerry Jones gave with Sal, ESPN Sal Palatonio when he was asked about the expanded playoffs. Now, there's a lot of uh, controversy there. You know, we had the concussion lawsuit. Now, uh, there, there's another lawsuit looming right now with uh, some former NFL players, and we're jumping into that later. But when it comes to expanded playoffs, you know, and like I said, you've been you've appeared in two Super Bowls. I mean, are you for or are you against expanded playoffs? I'm actually against it. I like the amount of teams that are already playing in the playoffs because I think it's a perfect number. When you expand the playoffs, okay, yeah, there's going to be a lot more money generated to the NFL, but now you're going to get a lot more teams that I feel like don't really deserve to be in the playoffs. Kind of a, a middle-tier team, more of eight and eight teams might pop in the playoffs that really shouldn't be in that crop of teams trying to you know compete for a Super Bowl. And that's right. where I stand with that. Well, you know, I, I thought it was really interesting because, the, you know, normally around the NFL, there's one person that is called the evil Palpatine and the dark Sith of the NFL. And normally that, that name is reserved for Bill Belichick. But I think in this case, you know, we might have to throw J.J. in there because to me, he's trying to push this. And if you listen to the interview, he's basically saying that, listen, I know my Dallas Cowboys are not good enough to get a get into the playoffs on the merit of their own production. The team that I put together, because I'm not only the owner, I am the GM as well, but if we had this expanded playoffs, my Cowboys will get in. Now, I mean, is he just trying to do this so his Cowboys will get in? And I ask you, what happens if the owners pass this and it becomes official? What happens if his own Cowboys still doesn't get into the playoffs? Oh, I think there's a lot more backlash. And Jerry Jones already gets a lot of uh, a flag for his, his Dallas Cowboys not getting to the playoffs, not winning a playoff game in a lot of years. And I think Jerry Jones right now, where he is, he would take whatever he can so he can brag about his team and put a little notch on his belt and say, okay, my team's made the playoffs for consecutive years. But if they don't make the playoffs, I mean, that's going to be another kind of black eye on the uh, Dallas Cowboys in terms of, winning games and trying to, you know, ho- hoist that Lombardi trophy. But Jerry Jones, he's trying to do whatever he can to get his team uh, an advantage or an extra help to get into the playoffs. And I understand. I'd probably be doing the same thing. You know what? And here's the thing, the problem that I have with it. It's all about mediocrity. You have mediocre teams that would be making it. So looking at the AFC, just to put it into perspective, if they added two teams, they would all be – 500. Do you really want a 500 team during the regular season to have a chance? No, because it's not just about the playoffs. And I understand that we've had uh, teams like the Giants in years past that have been nine and seven and went on to the Super Bowl and were uh, wild card teams. But the New York Jets were eight and eight. The Miami Dolphins were eight and eight. The Steelers and the Ravens, who had terrible years this year, went eight and eight. Those are the kind of teams we're looking at if we expand. Then, of course, the Dallas Cowboys, the Chicago Bears from last year that fell apart. Uh, The Arizona Cardinals really are the only team I'm looking at that did not make the playoffs last year that maybe deserved it according to their regular season. I have a huge problem with this, and we already know it's completely financial. They don't give two craps about the players. And Nick, you and I were talking about this on Twitter. If they did it for the players, 
they would throw in something like two bye weeks. Give them two bye weeks, and then they might be more on board. But if you're going to involve the players, you know that they don't want to do this. It's obvious. They don't want more games in the preseason. They don't want more teams in the postseason. It's all nonsense, but it's all for the front office. And as soon as they get that idea where they're going to start benefiting the players, not just the owners, not just the league, not just the money-hungry guys that are running the show, then they will listen. Well, if you just join us, we're talking to Ralph Brown, two times Super Bowl appearing Ralph Brown. You can catch him on KLKN ABC Channel 8 in Lincoln, Nebraska. Uh, you can find him at Ralph D. Brown on Twitter. Now, Ralph, now we know there's a lot of controversy swirling around this expanded playoffs. And, and I have to ask you once again, being a 10-year vet, how well do you think this is going to go over, one, with the players, and two, how do you think it's going to go over with the NFL PA? Well, the NFL PA, first of all, they know that the NFL is all about their, their bottom line. They're going to try to come up with some creative ways to bring in more money in any angle or any aspect or a way that they can do so. And this playoff uh, uh, brand or, or new format is one way to bring in more money to the NFL. Will the players like it? Yeah, if I'm a player and I'm one of those teams that's a, kind of a marginal team, maybe we'll make the playoffs one year, maybe not. I probably would vote for it just probably so I can get into the playoffs. Is it, is it going to dilute the brand? I think so, but we'll have to wait and see about that. I think there's a lot more, uh, a little bit of parity. You know, once teams get into the playoffs, teams, you know, they take on a different focus. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot more energy, and who knows? Maybe an 8-8 eight eight team may be able to. I'll make a run and get to the Super Bowl. But, you know, it, it's, it's, they'll be hard-pressed to do that. But, you know, I'm not really a big fan of it. I think it's going to dilute the brand, and I think it just should remain the same way it is right now. Now, now, when you look at the NFC East, you know, you got the Redskins, you got the Phillies, you got the Giants, and you got the Cowboys who we're talking about currently. Uh, of those four teams that I, I just ran off, what team do you think has the best chance of ending the season as a division of champion? Well, that's a great question. And here's the thing. I really think that Chip Kelly has a great system. I really think he knows how to win football games. I think he knows how to draft the right players. He doesn't really necessarily need the biggest talented uh, player or crop of talent. He knows how to utilize what he has. And he showed it last year with with, uh, Foles and and Michael Vick. He used a quarterback that, that didn't fit his system. And he still got into the playoffs and won a division. So I would have to definitely go with Chip Kelly because from what I've heard about his football acumen and, and mm-hmm. how he knows how to arrange his teams, I feel like he's the brains of that division. Well, there, there it is. You have it from someone who played the game for 10 years. That is Ralph Brown, the guess Cornhuskers, the black shirts, as they would call it. You can follow, follow Ralph at... Ralph D. Brown on Twitter. Follow me. Some good stuff, some good commentary. College football, NBA, you name it. He's got it. Ralph, thank you for joining the program. Oh, uh, no problem. Thanks a lot. Lots of fun, guys. Thank you. Thanks, Ralph. Now, now Mar- Mario, uh, I mean, some, some great interesting points, you know, uh, Ralph t- touched on and so did yourself. But, you know, I think the biggest issue here is, is compensation. You know, if you said that we're going to expand the season to 18-game season, or whether you're expanding the playoffs, which I don't like because now you're awarding down stats. And Ralph was right. It's about the bottom line. How, how much money can we pump into 
uh, the system. When you look at the fact that I believe uh, DirecTV has now partnered with AT&T Uverse, right? So now yeah. you're talking about a, a humongous amount of money. And, you know, at this particular juncture, DirecTV was the only cable provider, the only cable provider that can give you NFL Sunday ticket. So now that merger with AT&T Uverse, that's a, a, lot, a, a, a lot more money for them. And then now right. you have Time Warner and Comcast joining together. So there's a lot of lucrative money that's going to be flowing out there in the pockets of the NFL. And it's like, well, we too, we're too big to fail. We know we can give well, and, and that's a, And that's exactly right. right. And they never will fail. Right. Because you look at the fact that they, they, there's Sunday night football. There's usually two games maybe on Sunday night, then a Monday night, or two games even on Monday night. Then it's a Thursday night game, right? So that's football, 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 and fans want more football, but there's not a lot of compensation for the players. Now, Nick, let let me ask you this. What are are some, in your opinion, as a former player and now as a fan of the game and an analyst, what do you think are some of the worst things, like some of the things you dislike most about football? Give me like two or three things and then I'll answer. Well, you know what? I don't like that short week. Playing on a Sunday and then having to come play on that yes. Thursday. Thursday night football. That was right. that was going to be one of mine. Absolutely. What else? Right, and, and, and trying to travel, and I think it's it's how players are, are pretty much dealt with as far as the injuries. I mean, it's just kind of sometimes it's a rush to get you back out there to play at all costs. Exactly. And the guy is not always hundred percent. A couple of years ago, and we'll finish this up after the break. Uh, a couple of years ago, Emma Smith. Well, I guess maybe 10, 10 years ago. Emmett Smith, you remember, he hurt his neck in one game. The following week, after being carted off, he had to play in that next game. So there's a certain amount of pressure that players are under to go out there and not just perform when you're healthy, but perform after an injury. Because usually the question is, are you hurt or are you injured? Now, they sound like they're the same, but, but they're different. So we'll jump into that more after the break. There's a lot to talk, talk about. We're going to talk about the Belmont Stakes, uh, California Chrome with Steve Borstein of uh, Fox Radio. Right after the break, you're listening to Nick Ferguson's Secondary Perspective. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies? Join us every week for Winning Ponies with John Engelhart, racing's regular guy, where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, agents, and handicappers in the world of horse racing. This show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week and win prizes just for calling in. Winning Ponies with John Engelhart is live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby, Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, 
you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine. From the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week, Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. You're listening to Secondary Perspective with Nick Ferguson. To get in the lineup for today's show, please call 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to nickferkshow at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. Nick Ferguson's secondary perspective, of course. Uh, you know, it, it was great last segment talking to uh, uh, Ralph, uh, someone who played the game for 10 years. And like I said, we're going to get into more detail about the NFL. But I, I'll tell you this real quickly uh, before we hop on with our next guest. You know, there is timing is everything. Let me start about that way. Timing is everything. And there is we already know about the concussion lawsuit. And apparently there is another lawsuit that, that you know, hundreds of players have already signed on to suing the NFL. And once again, timing is everything. NFL owners meeting. Bringing this out to the forefront where uh, former Bears quarterback Jim McMahon is saying that he suffered a broken neck. The team didn't evaluate him the proper way. He continued to play in that game and the rest of his career with this debilitating. Just the, win, the, baby. The, the, Just the win, baby. Injury, but still he feels and some of the other players who signed on to this lawsuit that they were pushed out there on the playing field. They were given... Uh, shots, medication, anything to get them out on the field that which did not serve them well in their elder years. And now we're talking about the fact of expanding the brand across the pond, expanding the playoffs, uh, 18-game season that the owner still has yet to vote on. To me, you cannot do these things without proper compensation, right? And when I talk to some, some people who are spectators of the game, they say, well, listen, if they expanded the schedule to 18 games in the regular season, the players are still going to make more money. I said, well, I'm not a mathematician. I didn't go to MIT. I went to Georgia Tech. So I do know this. All that means is whatever your base salary was going to be is now spread out over 18 weeks. You're not making more money. You're making the same amount of money just spread out over 18 weeks. So now we're talking about increasing rosters, right? How many guys are on an active roster? game day roster and practice roster. Like you said, like you touched on, two bye weeks, right? Especially if you want players to play on that Sunday and then play that Thursday. And there's now two doubleheaders on Thursday night on NFL Network, right? So you have to be able to give these players compensation to make it sound reasonable to them. Yes, everyone wants football. Even now, people are craving football. And it's, it's time for the NBA playoffs. No one's really watching hockey. The numbers are not up. And we'll talk to Steve uh, Borstein about why the numbers in horse racing seem to be down. But, you know, NFL is the most popular game. Let's let's call it what it is, right? Uh, We have the FIBA World Cup that is, you know, coming up soon. And and nothing is more popular than that. But I just think everything needs to happen on gradients. Just small gradients. You know, just do it step by step. Let's Let's not overstep our bounds and say, well, people want football so much. We can give it to them every day. I can tell you what. I love oatmeal. 
But I don't eat oatmeal every day. Give me some variety. <laughs> give me, give me something. Let's break up the monotony of uh, throw a little brown football. sugar in there. Yeah, give me a little brown sugar one Which day. Which was give Nick's me. nickname in college. Well, 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 slow down now. I'm pumping <laughs> <laughs> uh, No, but you can put bananas on it, put almonds, whatever you want. Just give me a little bit of variety. That's all, we, <laughs> that's all we're asking for as fans. Just a little bit of variety because, you know, sometimes it can be a tad bit too much overkill, you know. So, so that, that's just me. That's my take on it. Uh, I'm very adamant about it, especially for guys who play the game currently. And more importantly, for retired guys like myself, Hamza Abdullah, who I know, John Lynch, and also Ralph Brown. Ralph Brown. So there, there are many of guys who are outside of the league who might not have been marquee players, but still, we play the physical game. Yes, we know. All we're asking for is a little bit of conversation, you know, because injuries, I'll tell you this, and you, you're in the business, you know, of helping guys, you know, maintain their body through injury. Sometimes, the flare-ups don't happen, the major flare-ups don't happen while you're playing. It is that five, six, eight, nine-year mark where those things really start to take toll. That, that hit that you took in week eight or 2008, now it's coming back. Now right. I have to go see Dr. Vertanzi over at Omni come to practice. So, 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 so now you have to go do that. But to me, if money is put aside so guys can take care of those things, and people understand this. Players are not out asking the owners, hey, take care of me. Help me go to Whole Foods, Trader Joe's, and, and live a lavish life. What guys are asking for is the same decency every working American would ask for. When I get injured as being part of the job, please, can I do rehab? If I need a knee replacement, it's there. And, and, and when I do the re- knee replacement... It's going to be rehab, you know? Hey, right. if you need to go to Dr. Andrews, go to Dr. Andrews. I don't care who you go to, just get it done. But they just need money there to handle that. Uh, right now, we have from Fox, and you can find him at Fox 1340 AM, horse racing insider, Steve Borsheim. Steve, thank you for joining the program. Appreciate it. Hey, Steve, you there? Hello, Steve. I'm right here. Oh, there he great, is. great, great. There, there, there he is. Now, Steve, horse racing, a big, big thing. It, it, at least it used to be in this country. And I have to first start off by asking this question. Have we seen the drop off in fan participation, both in viewership, is because when we look at these, these horses, we look at them as athletes. But some people look at them as animals, too. And sometimes when that horse, you know, cannot run that quarter mile, they're now put out to pasture. They're euthanized. Are we seeing a movement where people are looking at the horses and saying, well, listen, by watching this sport. Well, I think, I think you're seeing more publicity about that. Right. I don't know if necessarily we're seeing necessarily a drop off in participation uh, mm-hmm. for a couple of reasons. Number one, there are, there, there's racing goes on, you know, year round at a lot of different racing circuits around the country. And unlike, you know, days of days of you know, past, you know, back in the let's, let's just use 1978 as an example. The last time we saw a triple crown winner in 1978 was affirmed. There was no such thing as the internet. There was no such thing as uh, simulcast wagering. You didn't have the ability of watching races on television networks like TVG or HRTV. So there's just as many people 
playing the horses. There's just as many people handicapping racing. It's just that there's not as many people going to the live event as there used to be. Um, so I think from that perspective, no, I, I don't think there's been a drop-off in participation. I think there's a drop-off in people going to the live races. As far as whether uh, the horses are, are athletes, yes, very clearly they are athletes, as are the jockeys who ride the horses. Uh, it's, it's, I mean, I, I would challenge any, you know, NFL player like yourself, <laughs> formerly, obviously, uh, to, you know, steer a, steer a horse at 35 miles an hour around, in, in the case of the Kentucky Derby, 19 other horses, you know, who are all trying to be in the exact same position that you are in uh, at any given point in time. So, and, and, you know, horses, like any athlete, they wake up in bad moods, they wake up with tendons hurting, they wake up with, you know, muscle soreness, they wake up with any number of maladies that, you know, would, would prevent you from being able to be at your best on any given day. Now, is it true that their lifespan, as far as, you know, their, their, their career spans are shorter? Yes, of course. But, it's, you know, it would be the same thing if any athlete was asked to do the maximum amount of effort in a short, in a short amount of time. Well, for the record, you know, Steve, I've always considered uh, horses to be uh, athletes. And to me, I would never make an attempt to race a four-legged uh, animal or, or athlete because he has a numerical advantage. I'm, I'm running on two legs. He's running on four, so I would never do that. Maybe we have to go get... No, I mean, but uh, I, I mean I imagine, I'm trying to imagine you as a jockey, you know. <laughs> the people who ride them are, are, are just as much athletes as you are. Right, right. <laughs> Well, I guess we would have to go up to Canada and get uh, Chad Cinco de Mayo because uh, he has a flair <laughs> for the dramatics and loves to race horses. Now, let's talk about California Chrome. Uh, I mean, there was some controversy about the breathe, uh, the, the breathing strips or whatever, and then mostly we, we often see this in the NFL. I thought it was highly uncharacteristic to see it on a horse, but now it seems as though because we might have our first potentially, and I say potentially, Triple Crown winner at the Belmont uh, Stakes. I mean, how are you looking at this? And can, you know, California Chrome actually become a Triple Crown winner? And, and the Breathe Right Strip rule in New York was about one of the most archaic rules in horse racing, much like back in the day when New York was the only state that didn't allow Lasix, which was a, a, which is a diuretic, <laughs> essentially, that prevents, you know, that prevents breathing obstructions in racehorses. So New York was the last state to, uh, to end the prohibition on that as well. And much like that, New York is also the last state to end the prohibition on breathe right strips, which is not necessarily a performance enhancer, but I would also suggest that almost anything is a performance enhancer. You know, I would suggest that uh, an athlete who goes to a better school than someone else, that's a performance enhancer because they're trained better. They may have better right. teachers. They may have better coaches, what have you. So I, I think the whole idea of performance enhancing stuff, and that's been the argument uh, for so many years in New York as related to the Breathe Right Strip, I think the idea of it being a performance enhancer opens up too many, opens up too many uh, you know, Pandora's boxes, if you will. Right now, now with California Chrome, is it possible? Do you believe that he can be a Triple Crown winner? I believe he can be. Um, he's the only one that can be. Obviously, I don't know if he will be. Uh, I'm, I, I'm, I'm a cynic by nature. So by nature, <laughs> I have to find a horse who's going to beat him on Belmont Day because I'm a gambler and as a gambler I'm not willing to to make a win bet or you know on a on a, on a two to five shot who may have some susceptibility 
you know, or, or you know, some, there's some suspicion as to whether or not he can go a mile and a quarter. Now, his last two races, in particular his last, the Preakness, was mm-hmm. exceptional. That, to me, was his best race. So, in, in that sense, yeah, he's going to be tough to beat. But from a gambling perspective, yeah, I'm probably going to try and beat him on June 7th. <laughs> well, see, now you sound like my co-host Mario. He always bets uh, and plays with house money. You know, I think that's I'm looking, right. I'm looking forward to it because every time leading up to this point, you know, there's a lot of hype. You know, here's a horse. He wins the the Preakness. He wins the Kentucky Derby, and then there's this whole talk about you know the Triple Crown, and we never see it. It's just like, hey, you know, it's gonna happen. Then we all fall short, and then all the viewership turns away from you know horse racing and switch to a different sport so you know i'm looking forward to it. i'm excited about it and i hope that he can pull it off i'm very optimistic i'm not so much of a cynic but i hope that he can do it steve i uh, thank you for blessing the program with your appearance that was steve borstein horse racing insider you can find him at fox 1340 a.m the host of fox 1340 a.m steve thank you and appreciate the cynicism anytime All right, thank you. That was Steve Boystein. Love his insight on horse racing. And Mario, you know, uh, uh, like I said, I told Steve, he's kind of like you in in some ways because, you know, you like to play with house money. Like I said, we we talked last week about fantasy football, how you would possibly coach for one team and then go over there and pat the guy on the other team uh, on his back because, hey, listen, you won me some fantasy points. So you guys have a lot in common. I should put you guys in contact. <laughs> hey, man, there's no money like house money, baby. I guess no money like house money. Speaking of that, you know, and, and, and we go go back to the NBA for just a second here. Now, uh, for those who, who did not know, uh, earlier this week, there was the NBA bouncing ball lottery. And if you don't know what that is, they put all these balls in and this big tub or where the air blows these balls up. And basically, they pluck these balls out. And if you, with your team, they pull you out of the hat, guess what? You get the first pick. I, I don't like the strategy because I believe uh, it, it helps the teams that have done successful during the regular season. But this year, lo and behold, I guess uh, the, the first pick, the third time in four years, goes to the Cleveland Cavaliers, who now would have the choice between Wiggins and Parker. And I have to ask you, Mario, if you're either of these two collegiate players, do you want to go to Cleveland? Hell no, you don't want to go to Cleveland. Okay, I, I will say this. First off, Nick, ask me if I think that there's some sort of scam going on or if I have any problem <laughs> at all with the Cavaliers getting the number one overall pick. Ask me. Mario, yeah. do you have a problem with that? No! Of course not, man. It's Cleveland. What do you expect? That city has never won a championship since like the 60s. Come on, dude. Are you serious? They got the Browns. Their best player is going to be out for a year because he can't put the pipe down. Their baseball team, anytime they they seem like they're going to be good, they fall off at the end of the year, don't even make the playoffs. A couple years ago when they were in the... The American League Championship game, they're up 3-1 on the Red Sox. They ended up choking that away. Red Sox went on to win the World Series. Cavaliers were in the championship when LeBron was here. Ended up choking it, choking it, just like they always do. Do I have a problem, man? No, I'm so glad they got the number one overall pick. 
and I want them to get Jabari Parker, and here's the only reason why. Wiggins, we've all heard he's got a higher ceiling, more potential. Parker's the kind of dude that you can play. I, I don't want to hear any of that, Nick. I don't care about any of that nonsense, all of this crap about, oh, have you seen these videos where Andrew Wiggins has a, a, like this crazy vertical? Really? The number one prospect in all of college basketball has a good vert? I don't believe it. Here's the reason I want them to get Parker, because he's a Duke boy, just like Kyrie Irving. If you want Kyrie Irving to stick around, you bring in someone familiar. You know that Kyrie would much rather play with Jabari than Andrew, simply because he's a Duke boy, just like (laughs) him. So what better way to make him stay in this awful place of Cleveland than bring in a little familiarity? I would much rather play with someone, play flag football with someone that went to see you, then someone went to CSU or Nebraska, Nick. Why? Because I'm petty like that. I'm a human being. So is Kyrie Irving. He wants to play with Jabari Parker. That's why you take him. Well, I'll tell you what, the Camden crazies will be just that. Uh, crazy. When I look at the situation for what it's worth, uh, we were just talking to Steve Borstein about horse racing and the Triple Crown. When you look at Cleveland right now, if you're a Cleveland fan, you feel as though you have already won the Triple Crown. Because, listen, you got Johnny Menzel, check. You had uh, Draft Day with Kevin Costner talking <laughs> about the Cleveland Browns franchise, check. You win the lottery where you have the first pick in NBA Draft, check. And you have, arguably, the pick between, a chance to pick between two of the best college players, young players, coming out between Wiggins and Parker. Check and check. You know, all but we have to do is... The ex- instead of the check, is you live in Cleveland, Nick? Boo! That's still good. Nobody wants that. Yeah, and I guess now all you have to say is not check. It is check. Minus. Check no, not make. Check make because to th- the, the idea of thinking that, that any of these franchises will win a championship in the coming year or the coming two years, I don't think it's going to happen. So, I mean, I wish both Wiggins and Parker all the luck in the world. You want to go to a team that is building, that you have a chance to win. But I don't think that Cleveland franchise would actually outdo the Chicago Bulls, the Indiana Pacers, or the Miami Heat, and possibly the resurgent, possibly the resurgent of uh, the Boston Celtics. So with all that being said, once again, yeah, boo, I wish them luck, but I don't think it's going to happen. Coming up after the break, we have some Great topics still remaining on the table. We have to talk about summer blockbusters because this is the time of year of beaches, cookouts, fireworks, you name it. And we're going to give you our list of movies who get in this summer the top of the box office. You're listening to Nick Ferguson, Secondary Perspective. Come right back after this. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need a bitch's ass and then move on. I just just think that the coach made a mistake. Crazy. (laughs) NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. 
If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between, discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter. Formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams, Kwame's got the experience. So he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time. Get ready for an unpredictable, fun, and sometimes sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're listening to Secondary Perspective with Nick Ferguson. To get in the lineup for today's show, please call 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to nickferkshow at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. Of course, we are going to bring you our Real Talk segment where things can be just like that. Ridiculous. Things that we can't comprehend, even if we try to comprehend, it still would make sense. Whether it's the NBA, whether it's Mark Cuban, whether it's Jim Ursay, or the commission himself, what are we talking about? Now, getting right into Real Talk. Super Bowl 2008. Now, every team has been clamoring for Super Bowl, to host the Super Bowl. And the idea is, if you build it, they will come. So teams think, we will build the stadium. So we'll be able to chance to host it. So Minnesota, they're building a stadium, and they want to host the Super Bowl. And they're looking at New York, and they was cold in New York, but they still host it. But I think the problem that people forget it, it gets really cold, frigid temperatures, Ice frozen lakes, you know, so like, you know, Fargo. Anyway, 2018, Minnesota is hosting the Super Bowl. Real talk? I don't think so because, Mario, they have those little tunnels that attach to every building. And I don't know if you've ever seen one of those little hamster cages. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what it reminds me of. Real talk, you take it. Real talk, Nick. I love the fact that it's in Minnesota. Oh, Finally. Finally, we get away from one of these cookie-cutter places, away from New Orleans, away from Florida, away from Texas, away from California. Finally, we are giving the great North some love. Minnesota, basically Canada, getting a Super Bowl. You know why they're doing this, Nick? So that Canadians will start to care about football. You can't rely on the Bills to get any sort of hype going with football. Why? Because it's the Bills. You get the Super Bowl up there. Maybe some Canadians will be like, oh, you know what? I'm going to give this Super Bowl thing a try, eh? I love that it's in Minnesota. No more cookie-cutter states. 
cities, Minnesota. Ain't no partying before and after the Super Bowl, Nick. You are going to get on the bus, go to the stadium, stay nice and warm. After the Super Bowl, whether you win or lose, you're going to go back to your room where it's nice and warm. Ain't nobody partying in Minnesota. (laughs) Boring, boring, boring. It's all about the game, baby. I love it. Real talk. Mario, extended version on that topic. (laughs) I, I don't think it makes any sense. And here's why. Because the game takes place on Sunday. The game is indoors. That's fine. But anyone who's attended or attempted to attend a Super Bowl festivities know it's all about what happens during the week. There's parties. There's outings. There's, if, if, if it's in a warm climate, now you're having these celebrity flag football games. Where are you going to have it? What are you going to have? Celebrity ice fishing? Yes. I mean, come on. No, have the celebrities slap some skates on the same exact rules, flag football on skates. Are you kidding me, Nick? There is not a soul on this planet that would not want to tune into that. It's got football. It's got hockey. It's got (laughs) celebrities. It's got drama. I love it. Finally, there's a risk that somebody, some celebrity could get a skate to the face. Can we get Justin Bieber in the game, please? (laughs) You know, all I hear when I hear that, all I hear is frostbite, frigid temperatures, and I don't want any part of that. Now, moving on, NFL owners. Now, there's a lot of talk co- topics that we, we talked about. We talked about the fact of the NFL commission expanding the game. But one thing that hasn't been expanded is the level of discipline that has been equally leveled down as far as the, the executives, meaning the people upstairs, the owners and support staff, and the players in the locker room on the first floor. You have Josh Gordon, who's going to get suspended for the league for a year because he couldn't put down the weed. I still don't get that. But you have Jim Ursa, who got pulled over, and we've talked about it at length on the show, for having a DUI, slurred speech, loads of cash in a bag, and I guess some unprescribed pharmaceuticals. But yet, nothing has happened to hearsay. Now, once again, I ask you the question, Mario. You know, can and will Roger Goodell actually pull the trigger on this at some point? Absolutely not. And you know what? Irsay was lucky they picked him up when they did. A bunch of cash on his way to a strip club. He was going to go do blow off a stripper's ass. Nick, I guarantee it. It's good they picked him up when he did. He would have been really embarrassed if they got him later in the night. Josh Gordon, my man, let me preach to you for one second. You led the league in receiving yards after playing 14 games. That means Demarius Thomas, Calvin Johnson, Brandon Marshall, Des Bryant. They had two games on you, bro. You still have more receiving yards than them. And you have some clown-ass quarterback no one can remember in Cleveland throwing you the ball. Are you outside of your mind smoking weed? In Nate Jackson's book, Slow Getting Up, he said, and I quote, if you get caught in the NFL smoking weed, it's either because you're stupid or you have a problem. Either way, Get help. And you know the thing with Gordon? You get caught this many times, Nick. You're stupid and you have a problem. My boy needs to get some help. But you know who else needs some help? Roger Goodell. The owners are held to a different standard. Jim Irsay probably smokes weed all the time. You don't make the kind of comments that Irsay makes when you're sober, when you're not high. Everything makes it okay, baby. Start holding the owners to the same standard as the players. Just because they own the team, just because they got deeper pockets, doesn't mean that they're exempt from the rules. 
from the law. Lock him up for a couple weeks, then take him out, see if his attitude has changed. Like in uh, the longest yard, put him in the hot box for a week. Real talk, get out of here with that crap, man. You want the truth? You can't handle the truth. You can't handle the truth. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, when I, when I think about the, the idea of this situation, Roger Goodell works for the owners. So it's like, you know, going up, you're an employee of Coca-Cola. You're going up to the president of Coca-Cola and say, listen, we don't like what you did with the shares and selling the company, and we're going to reprimand you right now. That's never going to happen. So I know we want justice. The players want justice. Everyone wants equality. But I'm here to tell you, as much as I want it, I don't think it's going to happen because now Roger Goodell has to now look and say, well, listen, have I or have the league, since Paul Tagliabue was in charge, have we have looked at the owners one way and looked at the players an entirely different way? And that is going to set a benchmark, once again, that could possibly affect the expanded playoffs, expanded uh, the NFL brand across the pond, or even expanded playoffs. So the, this play right here potentially affects everything else down the line. Also, your favorite guy, Ray rice Yes, yes, yes. Ray Rice has accepted into a pretrial intervention program, which means that he will not go to jail. What do you mean when I go to jail? Go to jail for giving his girlfriend, his fiance, a one-two punch. Oh, you can... Oh, Atlantic, you can... In Atlantic City, I still don't know what was going through Ray Rice's mind, but apparently entering to this pretrial, he would be able to avoid jail time and just like we talked before, he married said girl. So good luck with that marriage. I hope it works out. Get all the help that you guys can get. And if you need some help, Ray Rice, and anyone knows Ray, tell Ray I have this book right here. It's called The Way to Happiness. It is a guide to living their life the right way, Ray Rice-a-roni. So, hey, diddle, diddle, Ray Rice, I got something right here up the middle. So, real talk, Mario. Real talk, as long as we're talking about double standards, let's talk about this. I'm, again, I'm going to bring my boy Josh Gordon into this because it's a great example. Uh, and let me clarify, I'm not justifying what Josh Gordon did. I'm not saying that he's smart. I'm saying he has a problem. He needs to get help. But what kind of freaking world do we live in, Nick, where somebody's smoking weed, which, by the way, is legal in certain parts of America. Colorado. Of this Colorado, where I am broadcasting from live right now. But plenty of people are lighting up doobies right now. Ain't no thing. Okay? But Ray Rice can beat his wife. He's dragging her on camera. We know it's you, man. We know it's you. Ain't no hiding now. And he gets off scot-free. He's not going to be suspended at all. What kind of example are you setting? Oh, it's good. Okay, our kids aren't going to want to smoke pot because they know that they're not going to be able to play in the NFL because they're going to keep getting caught like Josh Gordon, blah, blah, blah. But you can get away with beating the crap out of your wife. Give me a freaking break. This pisses me off, man. This story does not get enough traction. Like I told you, Nick, I like fried rice. I like brown rice. I like some white rice with a little bit of soy sauce. I do not like Ray Rice. We've talked about it on the show. He needs to be suspended at least for a year. No pay. Teach him a freaking lesson. Set an example. Don't suspend Josh Gordon because he's an idiot and he can't keep the bong out of his mouth. 
suspend Ray Rice because he's an idiot because he can't keep his hands off a woman. And that is as real as the talk on the show is going to get. Well, I'll tell you what, if you're going to suspend Ray Rice, you now have to talk about a suspension of Jim Ursay. And like we said before, I don't think Roger Goodell is going to go that he far. He doesn't have the balls to do it. Well, we shall see what happens in that drama. Now, moving on. Now, we're going to talk about our summer blockbusters. That's right. Now, with movies like Spider-Man, The Amazing Spider-Man 2, and Godzilla racking up box office numbers, I am trying to find out, Mario, tell me real talk, which out of these movies I'm going to name, which has a potential to end the summer blockbuster season in number one and break the box office domestically and internationally. Here are the numbers. Starting tomorrow, Thursday night, starting tonight, there are some showings of X-Men, Future Past, which I will definitely be there. Uh, you have Transformers, The Age of Extinction, How to Train the Dragon 2. If you have kids, you know the merchandise, especially what happened with Frozen, it has the potential to be out of the roof. And the childhood favorite, and, and another rendition of this franchise, Ninja Turtles. Of all those movies, which one do you think potentially could end up with the summer-ending box office numbers out of the roof? First off, it's not going to be the mutant Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Have you seen what they did to their faces? They don't look anything like the original Turtles. They look terrifying. There's a little cutaway scene where te- Michelangelo takes his mask off. That would scare the crap out of me too, bro. Miss me with that. How to Train Your Dragon 2? Nothing will ever overtake Frozen. People are obsessed with Frozen. Ain't never going to be anything like it. Miss me on that. Transformers, aside from the fact that Optimus Prime is riding a Tyrannosaurus Rex, <laughs> I don't see what all the hype is about. Miss me with that. So that leaves <laughs> X-Men. As if they haven't milked this franchise enough. I can't keep track, man. This is turning into the land before time. You know that movie where they had like 12 different versions? I mean, my God, the first Land Before Time came out when I was just a little tyke. They're still coming out with Land Before Time movies. Still, I really like the idea of this X-Men film. They're getting everybody to be back into it. Thankfully, is getting back to the days of the glory. Getting back to the glory days when X-Men first started. Everybody's in it. I love it. I'm going to go see it tonight if I can. If I get the girlfriend to sign off on it, I'm going to go see it tonight. And we can talk about it next week. Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I I know Justin and the guys are just kind of really excited because they are comic book guys and they can't wait. And grant anticipation as both you and I. But you have to get approval from your girlfriend to go see X-Men. What's that about? not, not that I have to go see it. Like, I want to go see it with her because I would feel bad if, you know, she wanted to see it and then, you know, I went without her. But if she didn't want to see it, I'm still going to see it. I just got to find someone else to go with. That's all. I thought you were the man in the relationship. I thought you wore the pants in the relationship. Oh, whoa. I guess I, I was wrong. I guess I was wrong. It ain't nothing to do with pants, man. We just finished talking about Ray Rice. I'm a gentleman. <laughs> Chivalry ain't dead. No, no, it isn't, my, my good friend. And, uh... I mean, I, I, I love this movie. I love the franchise. I love the comics. I can't wait to see it. But, you know, the biggest part of the movie is after the movies, after the credits roll. I said that it would be fantastic if they had the apocalypse 
voice at the end and that mysterious and sinister laugh he has, ho, 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 and just showed a glimpse of him to kind of set up the next X-Men movie. I hope that happens. I'm excited. My kids are excited. I'm going to see this movie regardless. I want to see else. why Charles Xavier goes bald. I got to see that. He went from having that gorgeous, luxurious hair to being bald. That's what I'm most interested in. How'd that happen? Well, I'm going to tell you before we get out of here, the reason it happened, he was around Magneto for all those years. And you can't be around microwaves and things of that nature. So <laughs> maybe that, that was a, thing, a reason why he lost his hair. And Magneto has his fine gray hair because he wore a helmet. So he wasn't a detriment to himself. Before we get out of here, I got to thank some people. I got to thank Justin and the guys for running the boards. Ralph Brown, Steve Borstein, My Three Amigos, Search of Scientology, Celebrity Center. Always appreciate the facilities. My partner, Mile High Mario, yes, and sir. myself, Nick Ferguson, Secondary Perspective. Join us next week when we're going to have on former Denver Broncos, Chicago Bears wide receiver, Brandon Marshall. And trust me, you don't want to miss that interview go out have a blast have a great weekend and go see x-men future past nick ferguson secondary perspective and we out god bless thanks again for stopping by be sure to catch nick ferguson secondary perspective again next thursday at 1 p.m eastern time 10 a.m in the west on the Voice America Sports Channel. We'll share some more great stories next week.